everyone. This is Erwin Lazar, President and Principal Analyst at Metrogy, and welcome to this episode of the Metrogy Metrosite. I'm excited to be joined by Martin Bitzinger, Senior Vice President for Product Management for Mitel, to talk about unified communications trends in 2024 and how Mitel is meeting those opportunities and, and supporting those trends. In this episode, we'll get Martin's thoughts on a variety of topics, including the role of on-premises and privately hosted unified communication platforms, generative AI, uh, the shifting vendor landscape, how buyer expectations are evolving, and much, much more. Martin, welcome to the show. Thanks, Erwin. It's a pleasure to be here. So I always like to start these with a little bit about our, our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in the unified communication and collaboration industry. Yeah, sure. Um, it's been a while now. Um, been in the, in the industry for more than uh, than, than 15 years. Uh, started out uh, doing doing some consulting work early in my career. Then um, I actually had a startup um, that uh, we were initially focused on actually uh, mobile mobile apps development, really. And then kind of got into the um, development of uh, uh, voice over IP clients. Um, and you can see the trending. Um, and it, it was a slope towards unified communication uh, ever since. So uh, my startup got uh, acquired uh, by Astra in, um, um, in uh, 2012, um, then stuck, uh, stayed with Astra a year later, later we acquired Mitel and uh, you know, uh, now we acquired Unify and here we are, um, a combined company, um, you know, really centered um, around the UC space. Awesome. So let's go ahead and start with, uh a trend around uh, platform location, I guess is the best way to describe it. So we've, we've certainly heard a lot about migration to cloud and cloud seems to get a lot of the attention in, in the in the media these days. Uh, but yet our research shows about one third of companies are continuing to operate on premises platforms uh, or private hosted platforms. And most of those are planning to continue to do so for the foreseeable future. What are you seeing from your customers in terms of, of where where they want their, their platform and, and what they want from uh, the ability to control it? Yeah, it's been it's been interesting over the uh, the past few years. Um, a, a lot of changes, um, of course, uh, with, with COVID. Also, lots of changes in you know how how people work. Um, we tend to uh, look at cloud from from two different angles. There is a a commercial angle um, or or services angle, if you if you so want, in terms of how do people want to consume um, a communication? Um, do they want a product and then have you know a bunch of other uh, people around servicing those products and operating them, or do they just want to buy a complete service from somebody? Um, and you know, with cloud, it's basically the that that's why it's called UCA as, as a service. Um, that that's one of the angles and one of the major um, things is just the the way people want to consume um, those types of features has changed. Um, but that's not necessarily a technology play. That's um you know, a, a broader uh, change in the market. And then there is, of course, the technology angle where um, people have gone from hosting something themselves or on um, on their premises um, towards hosting um, the technology in um, either private data centers or then public data centers um, and in the UCAS um, space um, hosted by those, um, by those providers. And what we've seen is uh, technology is evolving, um, uh, customer preferences are evolving, um, and the reason um, why we uh, see some of the changes or some of the complexities uh, is especially when you get into larger, more complex customers, um, their requirements are just fundamentally different. And some of the 
economic decisions and drivers are just fundamentally different because if you're you know the size of a company that you know is going to operate their own data center regardless um the whole outsourcing versus you know keeping running it yourself doesn't really matter and and in, in in that space um it's kind of um, um uh, neutral from that perspective so this is really um there's lots of angles that are uh, driving uh, people in, in a certain direction. And um, I think one of the key things uh, we're trying to do as a vendor is also educate people around. It's not when we, the, the term cloud is way too broad um, and it's, 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 it's too broad brush, um, basically summarizing a lot of these underlying shifts in the market uh, and trying to summarize that under uh, one term. And it's just not that simple. Um, and uh, as you go down, into the individual requirements, including, you know, data sovereignty, security, et cetera. That's, you know, where some of those discussions surface now, because a few years ago it was very indiscriminate. And now people are asking those tougher questions. And then you actually tend to get into some of these more detailed discussions on, you know, what you really want. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, in, in our research, we've seen the uh, factor, some of the factors that you just mentioned, things like cost, uh, data retention, data security, certainly customization and that ability to, you know, leverage a communication platform as, as part of a digital strategy versus, you know, just thinking about it more as a commodity, certainly drive people to a, a solution like yours. Um, mm -hmm. are, are there other factors that you've seen when you're, when you're discussing, you know, that UCAS are, uh, alternative to, to the, the, the broader, more uh, complete solution that, that Mitel offers that uh, tend to get customers to, to choose your solution? Yeah, there's definitely the, the the product angle, the feature capability level. Um, you know, as with um, all the longstanding um, um, providers in, in the market, there is definitely a, a different level of feature compared to just commodity type features that you can um, get from most. Um, and you also mentioned the, the the integration aspect, where you know people there's on the product front there's very specific capabilities. That's one angle. Um, then there is very specific needs in terms of how they want these features to integrate into their respective uh, business processes um, or application backend. And it's very custom. It's customer by customer sometimes. Um, and that is um, something that is hard to do if you have a, a broad brush um, commodity type uh, platform um, because it's tough to customize. So there's this product angle, but the third leg on the stool is really who is going to do that integration. Um, and that's where our partner network comes in, um, the, the, the people that understand the customer, that have the services, people that have the engineering skills uh, to do that, or our own professional services department um, that then leverage the flexibility and integration capabilities of our product uh, to do precisely those integrations that customers are asking for. Excellent. And, you know, so one of the things I found to be unique uh, about Mitel is the focus on lifecycle management. That kind of ties into, you know, what you just mentioned in, in terms of professional services and helping guide customers uh, on their journey. So how does, how does, how do you view or how does Mitel view lifecycle management in terms of helping customers support long-term strategy? Yeah, the, um, I mean, the first um, um, 100,000 foot view is basically we want um, to retain um, our customers. And that's the first angle and that is a broad portfolio because we do have uh, UCAS uh, partnerships, et cetera, in our portfolio with, uh, with Ring Central. Um, we now, as a combined company, we have CCAS partnerships in our portfolio. So we do offer um, those types of options if, if that's where customers wanna go um, as part of our broader portfolio. But of course we have our own solutions um, in, in the mix as well. And what we find is 
um, if you um, if you really come to the table um, with a portfolio of options and then sit down with a customer um, in a life cycle discussion, you know, have the discussion with them. Where do you see yourself in the next you know, five years? What do you need, et cetera? You get to the right outcome for the customer and that's what ultimately counts. Um, and if that means is parts of their estate have to go to you know, a different solution, uh, ideally you know, a solution uh, of one of our partnerships, but even if it's not, if that's not the case, I mean, we've got lots of customers that, you know, um, have, you know, Microsoft Teams or other solutions in the portfolio. And we can integrate that as well as part of the um, a broader um, uh, communication landscape and accommodate it um, and find the right outcome for the customer. And that's the real differentiator where we say we have an end-to-end holistic portfolio on our own products, but also third-party products. We got the services capabilities. We got the partner landscape that can is capable um, and skilled um, to do those types of integrations um, let's sit down and find the right solution um, for the individual account and that is a very a different approach compared to many of the other vendors out there that basically have one product and you know it's already clear once they enter the door um, what their conclusion is going to be on what the customer is going to need um, it's typically uh, happens to be that one product that they're selling, right? And uh, that's just in a complex environment. We just don't think that's um, that's always the the right answer. Yeah, it makes sense. I, th- I think what's the old adage: uh, the world looks like a nail if all you have is a hammer. Or yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so and, and it's probably also important to note that the lifecycle management isn't a one-time thing. It's it's you're, you're constantly staying engaged with customers to help reevaluate over time as, as conditions change, as opportunities, business direction changes, right? Yeah, and we've, we've seen a lot of that over the past mm-hmm. a couple of years. I mean, um, you know, with COVID, et cetera, there, there have been customers that, you know, two years ago, three years ago, they very clearly told us, you know what, in two years, we're all going to be there and uh, that's going to be it. And that's all we're going to do. And now you talk to some of the same customers a couple of years down the road and says, well, you know, things have changed, um, you know, uh, work balance has changed, some of the requirements in our verticals have changed, we now need to, we have all this, you know, additional regulation, we need to do this, we need to do that. Um, so, you know what, while it may have seemed simple at a time, especially in a time of crisis where you're only, you know, trying to do one thing and maybe only think about business continuity, once things calm down and you've got a plan, not just for how do I survive next month? But you know, what am I gonna do for the next five years? Um, then a, a, a much more holistic discussion tends to happen, and then um, then we typically, um, you know, um, our products and are still in high demand, and uh, it's a it's a much more balanced discussion than with a lot of those customers. Even though you know um, the you know some of those big picture UCAS multi tenant platforms, of course, have changed the. Uh, the industry to a to a significant extent, but not everywhere, and uh, um, especially not with some of our core customers um, that are more weighted towards frontline workers, and um, you know maybe less weighted towards um, just back office type um, uh, people, because historically that that's just not um, the types of customers Mitel um, or or recently acquired Unify tended to have. It was more. Um, a, a mixed um, mixed environment, much more um, than a pure knowledge worker environment. 
Yeah, definitely. So you mentioned uh, Microsoft, Microsoft Teams integration. I wanted to uh, drill down a little bit into that. How are you integrating into you know, customers who may have a, a Microsoft Teams messaging and maybe even meeting environment today and are, are looking to, to bring that the, the Mitel UC portfolio into that? Yeah, um, so we we offer you know all the types of integrations that you can think of, and especially with our um, newly acquired um, uh, Unify uh, portfolio in the mix and services capability in the mix, um, we can uh, basically um, uh, provide um, services for for mixed estates. We can uh, do the typical types of integrations with uh, direct routing, etc. Um, we got our own certified um, session border controller uh, for for doing that, but then we also have a very good um, a client client side integration where um, you would continue to leverage uh, Mitel um, uh, products um, for your voice communication um, while taking advantage of um, of uh, uh, Microsoft for collaboration type features, but still provide a really integrated user experience, um, and, and that extends all the way down to you know integrated monitoring tools, um, uh, clients um, that are easy to use. Um, but also, um, you know, management backend type topics. Um, so we got um, a pretty good selection of, um, you know, integration capabilities, um, but it really depends on, you know, where the customer is, where they're coming from, um, where they want to go. Um, but for most types of um, customers, we found that, you know, one of the um, types of integrations, and in some cases, even a mix, depending maybe on site, country, regional cluster, or whichever way they're organized, um, or division, um, um, can be the right thing to do um, uh, for, for the customer. One thing that's always, um, you know, key in some of those discussions is also um, the contact center, um, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to, uh, to larger customers. And there we have um, some very, very unique ways of um, how we can preserve um, a lot of the capabilities um, by retaining some of the voice functionality within uh, the UC landscape, we can preserve the integration with the contact center environment while still providing um, a front-end integration um, for those customers um, that have chosen um, to go with uh, with uh, Microsoft Teams, at least for their knowledge workers and typically PC-bound uh, workers. Excellent. So. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about generative AI. Certainly, it's been the the topic of, of on everyone's uh, agenda over the last year. Uh, I'm curious to, to get your thoughts. How do you see generative AI evolving next year? What, what are your customers asking you about, and, and how do you see the the technology itself uh, evolving and, and applying to the Mitel portfolio? Yeah, it's. Uh... Really exciting, uh, exciting new new tech, right? I mean, I think everybody was astounded when they they first used, uh, you know, ChatGPT or other services, and when you got first in touch with them, everybody thought, "Wow, um, but that's quite impressive." Um, that said, is I think over the past year we've also learned that it's not, you know, it's not that simple <laughs> in 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 a lot of cases um, to to apply that technology. And that's where I think there is tremendous opportunity, both for, for Mitel, a lot of other companies um, that are in a similar position as us, and also for a broader um, system integrator reseller landscape. Because I think the true power of AI comes um, from applying that technology. Um, there, there is a lot of technology out there, and we see the race, all the big parties um, introducing their own Gen AI models. Um, so there will be a bunch of a technology out there and i think it's at a certain point that that technology itself will probably commoditize and and the the, the 
winners are going to be the ones that, you know, um, apply uh, that new technology in the best possible way. We see a number of ways um, of applying uh, generative AI. Um, the most obvious one is, of course, some of the contact center uh, front end um, uh, type integrations that are always, you know, first uh, first in mind. Um, uh, Gen AI bots, uh, support desks, etc. I think there is a lot of work already uh, done in this space, and it's uh, you know fairly simple to integrate. And it's um, it, every company can done that. That's a technology that's there. All of our products uh, feature that level of integration, so that you can integrate um, uh, those types of, uh, of bots. I think where we got some ways to go is really packaging it up and making it accessible for um, mid-market companies, not only the the Fortune 500 companies that have the deep pockets to pay for all the professional services to do that. So that's going to be the step. But we believe from a deeper product integration, we see significant opportunities in um, um, in agent assist or employee assist type capabilities where um, based on you know a chat flow, whether that's in a contact center or a, tel um, um, a phone call, um, where you basically help guide um, um, some of the people to make the right decisions, to give the right answers um, uh, based on basically listening in or, um, you know, looking at the um, at, at the chat, if it's a chat interaction. Um, um, and those, um, we, we call it agent assist in the contact center. It could be user assist in a, in a, in a more generic world. Um, we see significant upside in that, especially in a world where you uh, where it's harder and harder to find uh, skilled people um uh for 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 some of the jobs so tremendous opportunity there the other thing we see is in the reporting space um where in the past um big data etc data collection is a big thing for um for most companies um the other problem is it's complex um, um so you need to know what to look for um you need to collect the right data and i think with some of those um ai technology um by simply collecting the maximum amount of data you can, recording all the interactions, recording all the chats, um, and data privacy aside for now, but just, you know, what's the art of the possible, uh, to then have um, AI technology to mine that data and basically uh, draw their own conclusions out of it without any first human interaction. Um, that's certainly a, a very exciting area um, for a lot of companies um, to leverage both for internal communication as well as for external communication when it comes to customer facing communication in contact center and imagine you're, you're in a unique position just given your exposure and uh, position of, of being a global provider to address some of those you know you, you mentioned some of the challenges about data localization data privacy that's certainly a lot of the concerns we're hearing uh, as companies are thinking about yeah i really want to balance the ability to take advantage of generative ai but might not be comfortable, you know, having my data living in an LLM outside of my control. Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, th this is exactly where where some of our products um, and and solutions shine because you can uh, basically target um, um, some of those solutions. It, it starts from what data do you actually collect and where do you collect it, um, and then where do you put it? And you you can definitely with um, um, some of the instance based technology we have, uh, where it's an instance per customer. Um, and some of the private uh, cloud hosting, et cetera, where you can just, you know, draw these hard boundaries on, you know, what certain tools can access. It's a it's a much cleaner separation that is much easier to understand um, for um, for a lot of the customers. And that's definitely something 
um, they really, really care about, and in some cases have to care about because yeah. they, there is, you know, uh, legal or regulatory hurdles, um, and those hurdles are not getting smaller. Um, the way things are going, those hurdles are getting higher, um, essentially every day. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. So you, you mentioned the the ability to work with partners and developers to, to help leverage some of these capabilities or integrate even third party capabilities. So you've got uh, the Mitel Solutions Alliance, which uh, is a, a developer partner network. So uh, tell us a little bit about that and, and how you see that evolving to support some of these uh, emerging kind of opportunities and use cases. Yeah, well, the, over the past year, we've actually um, uh, taken a, um, a a big focus, or we focused a lot on our, our Mitel Solutions Alliance, uh, refreshing that, getting uh, um, getting with uh, some uh, forward-thinking developers, and we're we're doubling down on that. Um, with the uh, with the recent Unify acquisition, we, they also had a, a technical partner program uh, that brings in a few hundred more uh, technical partners. So um, you know we have a a really good footprint of uh, of technical partners, and this is where um, a lot of them are actually since we just touched on the AI discussion, a lot of them are, are actually, um, or some of them are in the AI space already. And uh, the unique thing there is um, what we find is some very vertically focused um, AI solutions that are focused on, you know, financial industry specifically, hospitality specifically. And this is the first step also from a technical perspective of, of simplifying the, the AI story by having basically a provider um, that uh, takes the first step in um, taking this huge general model, simplifying it down, pre-training it for a certain use case and a certain vertical, and then making it consumable for an average, um, uh, you know, value at a resale partner uh, to then do the remaining integration. Um, so this is a big focus for us um, as uh, as technology matures and broadens out in in the UC space. Um, the MSA is, is exactly the vehicle we want to use um, uh, for bringing those uh, parties together um, uh, to really add value um, when they sell these complete solutions to our customers. Very cool. So putting your kind of thing, you know, looking at, I guess, into your crystal ball, what do you, what do you see as, as focus areas or emerging trends uh, that, that you're keeping an eye on going into 2024 that you, you know, that may either offer new opportunities to Mitel or reshape um, the, the business direction that you have today? Um, so a couple trends maybe um, um, that, that, that we're seeing. So, uh, so number one is with the whole um, um, economic environment, there is a continuous focus on um, efficiency um, and, and how can you do things more um, efficiently from a management perspective, from a hosting perspective, um, from, you know, um, an integration perspective. And that's a heavy focus for us. Um, how do we improve um, our products? Um, you know, um, we've, we've done a, a cloud administration portal that enables a much better story for, for self-service. We're extending that to the contact center, et cetera. So there's a lot of focus um, in that area, um, uh, certainly um, for, for us as a vendor and, and, and by our customers. The second thing I think we, um, we already touched on is some of these um, innovative technologies, like how is you know, AI gonna reshape things? Um, how, are, um, um, how are some of the um, applications gonna change and evolve? Uh, what do we need to do with them? Um, the third one, I, I would say is verticals um, that we put a, a, a very heavy focus on. Um, as um, UC solutions have uh, very much, or the features at least, have very much commoditized, 
um, a lot of customers are looking um, for a specific vertical uh, type solutions and the requirements are very different. If we look at some of our big verticals, um, like healthcare, for example, is one of our biggest vertical. And I think it's not hard for people to understand that the requirements of a large hospital are fundamentally different from um, somebody that's sitting in front of a, a PC all day long. Right. And when they talk about, you know, uh, communication, um, you know, the most used thing for the nurse and the doctor um, is um, their, you know, alarming system, their, their potentially paging system, their uh, cordless uh, voice uh, phone, whichever type they use, whether it's Wi-Fi, DECT, um, smartphones, there's all types of technologies. Um, but that's what they think about communication. They certainly don't first think about video conferencing um, as, you know, as us, you know, when we sit in front of the desk for most of the day. And that, that, that's the same in, you know, a lot of our verticals, it's, you know, healthcare, as you mentioned that, retail is very, very different. Um, if, you, if you look around in stores, et cetera, um, what they need, uh, government, um, they have very specific requirements as well, especially with all their uh, front-end workers, financial industry, a lot of client interactions, a lot of regulation, um, you know, what can you do, et cetera. So there is these um, very, very interesting uh, things if you go into um, some of those big verticals that are very different from the traditional um, horizontal type feature set we've thought about. And we think the technology is at a point where um, the um, we, we've all moved to IP, we're on a common infrastructure, there's no boundaries anymore from the devices that people used that limit our ability to, to deliver some of those functionalities. But now we need to do it right, and 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 that's one of the key uh, focus areas that we have as a as a company is uh, is really going um, much deeper um, into those vertical and with the um, with the portfolio we have, um, there's quite some interesting stuff when it comes to you know alarming um, type features functionalities. Um, we even got some bedside terminals for hospitals in our portfolio, and you uh, and that's a telephony endpoint, that's a video endpoint. Um, um, for one thing, for patient consultation, et cetera. So there's very, very interesting stuff um, in, um, in some of our key verticals um, that uh, we're, we're dub doubling down on. Yeah, and it's certainly interesting, interesting to see your continued focus around mobility. And I know there was a launch of uh, new deck headsets earlier this year, or as, as people listen to this in 2024. Uh, mid, mid, uh, <laughs> last year, yeah, it's going to take a little while to get used to that, right? Um, but it seems like mobility and frontline workers are really a, a key focus area for you. Yeah, it absolutely is. And it's, uh, it's basically... Um, it doesn't. It's not really about the technologies. Yes, we do DECT because we uh, we fundamentally believe um, that uh, DECT has a, a few advantages um, in terms of um, um, functionality and technology. Reserved frequency. It's very cost effective. Uh, low power. Um, real time communication. Um, so for a number of verticals, that's uh, that's a key standard. But that said, is we we also have a Wi-Fi solutions. We have uh, apps for smartphones, etc. It doesn't really matter. We have, um, you know, we have partners that have, uh, you know, um, specialty devices with, you know, for example, included barcode scanners that we then have to deliver the the, the, the voice application onto um, that is used in retail um, or warehouses, logistics, etc. Um, so there is lots of um, lots of uh, devices, some of which we manufacture ourselves, others where we uh, deliver software to run 
um, on the on on the respective devices. But what's in common to all of them is that they need a very very a specific type of solutions. You can't just really install an, a horizontal um, office worker UC client on it and expect the guy in the warehouse to be happy with it. Um, I mean, you can always install it. Some of those are Android based or other standards, but it's not typically what they're looking for in terms of uh, the solution they want to use. Yeah, it definitely makes sense to have something optimized for workflow and, and specific. So as we wrap up, uh, how can our listeners or viewers get in touch with you if they have additional questions or they'd like to find out a little bit more about Mitel? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, though it's probably uh, um, probably the easiest. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm also on Twitter. Um, so, you know, just, uh, just shoot me a message and, uh, um, and then let's see uh, what we can do. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Martin. And this wraps up our episode of Metroside. I'd like to thank Martin for joining us and I invite you to check out Mitel at www.mitel.com. If you like this episode, please share with your friends and colleagues. And remember that we publish Metroside on a bi-weekly basis. So please check out our archives and keep an eye out for future episodes. Thank you so much. Thank you.